0: So to start, I saw a video where you were fighting another goalie in the Islander organization. I've never seen anything like it. Can you kind of talk about how that started?
1: Uh, yeah, that was uh that was kind of a a funny situation. But there was a line brawl going on, which uh, that's when everyone on the ice is fighting, and um, he was kind of waving waving at me and uh, kind of saying let's go, shaking his gloves at me, and so we met at center ice and uh it wasn't much of a fight I think I threw one punch and I think he slipped or caught an edge or something and fell and and that was it it looked cool but it was a pretty quick uh, little fight uh and that was my first one then I had another one a few years later that was kind of the same thing but it, it, it was my it was my buddy for my teammate uh the year before and uh yeah same kind of thing it was kind of a sumo wrestling match yeah. but um line brawl and, and it, it kind of happens sometimes in the heat of the moment but uh it it is kind of a rare thing to happen yeah no
0: that was I was cracking up when I saw it um so <laughs> I want to start off with like first like real like hot question. so like you were part of like the blues for your first career start against the Jets um how did you like deal with the nerves of that first start I feel like I'd be so
1: nervous it is It it is an exciting moment it's um obviously the first game you work your whole life for the opportunity to to get the chance to play in the NHL so Finally, getting uh, the chance to have a start and and get in there was was very exciting. Um, it kind of happened so fast. I I didn't know I was playing until pretty late that night, uh, probably eight or nine p.m. the night before. Um, so I didn't really have a whole lot of time to get too anxious. It was just kind of like, okay, here, here we go. And um, unfortunately, it didn't didn't work out. Didn't get the win, but it was great to um, just get into an NHL game and and see what what that level's like and um yeah so i I, like like i was saying i don't think i really had much time to get really nervous it just kind of happened so quick and i just tried to soak up every moment and and enjoy it
0: yeah no that's a very interesting uh perspective i didn't you know i don't you don't think about it sometimes it really things come back at you so quick you don't have time to think um yeah it's almost like if
1: you have more time you have it's like almost almost worse if if you have so much time to think about it but when it happens quick like that it almost kind of forces you to just just go with it and and try to enjoy the moment.
0: Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you were part of the Capitals like during their Stanley Cup run, right? Correct. Yeah.
1: So, was what was 18. it? I was a third goalie.
0: Yeah. So, what was it like watching that and seeing you know, your part, of your your team winning it all and
1: everything? That was awesome. That was such a cool experience, and to see uh that group and how how close that team was, and um, there's uh, it's there's a lot of good guys in in that group and um it it was a blast and just kind of watching that all unfold was was pretty cool
0: yeah so like you've been a part of a number of different teams what do you think made that team
1: like the most successful was there something that you noticed i think at the end of the day that, that team just loves to play together everyone was having so much fun and uh it was just like it felt like they just wanted to keep playing forever. And so I think because of that, they just were, they they knew if they lost, they wouldn't get to keep playing. So uh, I think it was just the amount everyone cared about each other and the amount everyone wanted to play together and was enjoying themselves.
0: Yeah. So, so I was just talking a couple of days ago, some guys like uh, that play for the Cardinals and they were talking about how like during spring training, they really get to lean on like the veterans advice. So like coming, growing up, like coming up in your career, was there a, a pro that you leaned on for advice?
1: Um, I mean, I've had a lot of really good goalie partners and teammates. I think starting in juniors, um, my second year juniors, every goalie from then on uh, had played played pro and actually in my first year as well. He played in Europe and, um, you know, I've played with Jordan Binnington, Grubauer, Holtby, uh vanacek Fukali this year is another that i played with this past year that is another great goalie so i've been really fortunate with my goalie partners and i feel like i've always been able to kind of learn from them and um you know just in practice watching guys that everyone plays a little different you can learn something from everybody so i think um you know just having having that kind of being fortunate to play with such good goalies has helped me for sure and then um I've played with, like, Brooke Sorpich I played with when, when I was in Washington there, and he was, he, I thought he was a great leader. He's probably one of, the, one of the best leaders that I've, I've been around, just the way he does things, and um, he cares about all of his teammates, and so he's kind of one that stands out when it comes to leadership for me.
0: Yeah, so I talked about, like, you know, your first career start, um, but you got to start a lot in the 2018-19 uh, season. So what were some things – uh, during that time, you took away and used to, like help yourself today. And what was that like experience like in a lot of reps in the NHL? Yeah,
1: that that was awesome to to get that experience. I think it kind of for me the takeaway was the importance of consistency at that level, and um, you know every game counts. You can't uh, can't take any games off, and so I think the lessons I learned from that year were just the importance of making sure every game I'm um, I'm at my best and doing everything I can to to be my best and um, yeah, that's kind of my, my takeaways from that. And, and also just kind of the, the difference between the AHL and the NHL guys are a little bigger. Um, It's not necessarily, you know, a crazy jump, but just there's little plays that happen in the NHL level that, that in the AHL level aren't necessarily as smooth or crisp. So just kind of um, being able to recognize that and know when going from the AHL to the NHL, you have to kind of be, ready for things to happen just a little bit more crisp and a little quicker times
0: yeah no that makes sense so correct me if I'm wrong about this so you got traded from the caps to the blues and then from the blues back to the caps so <laughs> so when so when that happened so like how do they let you know like you get traded do you have like time to say like bye to your teammates i've never really asked anyone about that
1: <clears throat> the the first time i got traded was actually a funny story i was uh i'm from alaska so i was up there in the summer with my family and we do a trip where we float a river and it's a four-day float we pack our stuff on a raft and tents and food and we float for the day then pull off on the side of the river and camp and float in the camp and so just a fishing trip where we're gone for four and a half days and um it just so happened that we had left the morning out of the trade and obviously out there there's no cell phone service yeah. we don't even take our phones because they're kind of pointless out there so I, I didn't have my phone. It happened. We left, uh, pretty early in the morning, four or five, and it happened that morning, but I obviously didn't have my phone. And so, um, I didn't know until five days later, uh, driving home, we go over a mountain range and then all of a sudden we get cell phone service. And I came over the, we came over the mountain range. And all of a sudden my phone is just bzz, 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 blown yeah. up. And, uh, and so I was like, Holy cow, something <laughs> had happened. And,
0: yeah.
1: um, so I, I realized five days later, it, um, obviously the gms and coaches and whatever we're we're calling and stuff and um somehow mitch Korn had gotten a hold of my mom
0: yeah
1: from our house phone i I don't really know how he got the number he was with the capitals at the time and uh so he was able to let her know and and she let him know that i'm gone so um i think that was the day after that he was able to get a hold of her her. so there was a full day where uh there was no no communication on what's going on but uh, that that was pretty funny. Um so I wasn't able to say goodbye in person. That one happened in the summer. Uh so I wasn't able to say goodbye to my teammates. But the second time it happened uh was in February when I was traded back from the Blues to Washington. And that time I was able to say goodbye and it was it was uh it, it's tough when you're when you're battling with your teammates all year and then all of a sudden you gotta Go, but um, I knew what to expect in Hershey and in Washington's organization and I had great relationships with, with a bunch of the guys that I played with were still there and the coaching staff in Hershey and um, and so I I, I was bummed because obviously I put in a lot of work with, with that team with the Wolves and um, you know your mindset is to try and win a championship with the team you're on it. Um, it was sad saying goodbye to those guys that was a really close yeah. group and we had a lot of fun that year but I was excited to get to Hershey and uh, and and get to work there and I kind of little experience in juniors I was traded once um at the deadline from Tri-City Storm in the USHL to Des Moines yeah. and so I kind of had a little experience and knew what to expect and um when I was traded that that time it was very similar situations going from Tri-City to Des Moines um Des Moines was battling for a playoff spot I think they were just outside of a playoff spot same thing when I went to Hershey they were just outside of a playoff spot in Des Moines it it didn't work out we we did what. Well. Well, for a bit. And then we ultimately um, su- uh, stumbled at the end and we didn't make the playoffs. And so in Hershey, the, thing, the same kind of thing happened. We were battling for a playoff spot and then we kind of started to stumble at the end. And, and um, I was fortunate enough to kind of catch myself and say, hey, I've been here before this, yeah. this doesn't need to happen the same way. You can just like, we, like, it doesn't need to happen that way. So that helped me kind of Get my perspective right and we ended up making the playoffs and had a had a good uh, little run there so um yeah I think the, the trades are tough when they happen especially saying goodbye to teammates and stuff but um it's also another opportunity with another organization to potentially um for good things to happen so there's always uh, good and bad in, in those situations
0: yeah it's I thought it was very cool you could look back to like your junior hockey experience you want know, to to you know, what you had to go through in the moment so you mentioned Hershey I mean I've seen videos in the Hershey's like atmosphere looks crazy for like as far as it goes like the fan base is awesome there so how'd like this season go for you and can you talk a little about that fan base there
1: yeah we, uh, this season it was good we had uh we had a good team there we about halfway through the year we lost a bunch of guys with injuries and and call-ups and stuff so we we kind of had to go into battle mode there and um, Unfortunately, we lost in the first round of the playoffs, but we had a we had a good group and and we had a hardworking team, and it was a fun group to be a part of for sure. Um, and what was the second part of that question?
0: Oh, I wanted to ask about like Hershey's atmosphere. I've seen it's like fan oh, yeah.
1: base there. Yeah, it, it's a fun place to play. It's um the fans are really passionate, and and the team has been around so long. There's so much history, and and the fans really kind of that that kind of gets they're. Their, they're passionate and they expect to win there. So it's it's a fun place to play. And um, and every night you're you're playing in front of a lot of fans and they're all they're all into the game and it's yeah. a it's a great arena, great setup. So that that's a really fun place to play and and I've really enjoyed my time there. Yeah. So you're going through
0: like free agency right now. Uh you're like the first hockey guy I've got to talk to. that has been going through at the moment. So what is that like for you? Um, uh,
1: it's kind of the first time I've I've uh, gone through it. I was an unrestricted free agent um, five years ago, but before the end of the season, Washington had uh, kind of let me know they want to resign me, and and had um, you know kind of started that already. So it's uh, it's kind of the first time as an unrestricted free agent that I've that I've gone through this. So um, I don't. We'll see what it's like. I'm kind of uh, excited to see what happens and and what this what what it's all about. So yeah, first timer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's funny. Um, so now that you're in the off season, so what's your off season like for you? Are there some big things that you want to work on right now or what's that like for you?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some stuff I want to work on. Um, as like off the ice, mostly just getting uh, power and, and flexibility or core strength are what I kind of go mm-hmm. for in the off season right now, I'm kind of taking a little break and just, um, I, I have a gym here at my house that I just kind of experiment with and, um don't really have too much of a rigid plan for the next uh week or two where i'm just kind of messing around and then uh i'll start getting more serious about building into next year but um yeah i just i I, i've enjoyed i've tried a couple different methodologies of training where um more about power posture and flexibility um i've tried functional patterns and GOTA the past uh, couple off seasons and i've kind of combined both of those and i have a trainer that i work with that kind of helps me combine those. And um, so, yeah, I, I like to try and try and experiment with different methodologies and different things to try and uh, get an edge.
0: Yeah. So when you just said like get an edge, I feel like being a, a goalie, it's like very mental. How big is like the mental side of that for you in hockey?
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. I think, I mean, you hear people say it's 90% mental, 10% mm-hmm. physical. And um, so that's, yeah, it's a big part too to be able to keep yourself in the present moment and not get caught up in what's happened or what is going to happen. I think staying grounded and in the moment is, is the biggest thing. So definitely uh, it's definitely a big part of the game and, and a part that I think, um, you know, it's, it's hard to teach that you have to, it's kind of like inner work you have to do on your own where, you know, you're able to know yourself enough to know when um, you know, you're feeling certain ways, how to keep yourself grounded. So um, it's definitely something that I, that I strive to um, get better and better at. And I think the more experience you get, the, the better you get at understanding yourself and understanding when you may be um, having negative thoughts or, or thoughts that may help you. So just, I, think, I think it's more of a, a personal thing. There's mm-hmm. definitely, um, I know people that can help guide athletes and stuff in that way, but for me, I try and um, just understand myself as best as possible.
0: Yeah, no, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Something I wanted to, like, we talked about a little bit was, like, junior hockey. So something I'm very interested in is the college, like, recruiting in hockey. So you played USHL um, for a few for a year. Uh, were you committed during that time, or were you doing that to try to get more colleges to, like, look at you? Uh, can you talk about that a bit?
1: Yeah, so the USHL is um, – it's, it's the best league in the U.S. to get recruited by colleges out of, mm-hmm. so – um, I was fortunate to get the chance to play in the USHL and pretty much right when you get to the USHL, you get college scouts um, just kind of reaching out. Um, they want to talk to you. They want you, know, you to go on visits. So um, yeah, like the first, after pretty much the first week of games, there was scouts um, lined up to talk to pretty much everybody. That's just kind of how that league is, I guess, compared to the North American Hockey League where I was before. I don't think... I don't know if I had talked to a single college scout, maybe, maybe one. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of a sudden you go to the USHL and they're like lined up to talk to you. So um, yeah, that, that league has just got a good reputation. And obviously a lot of great players come out of that league. So scouts are, are at those games. And Mm -hmm. um, I committed, I think in November to Michigan tech, I went on a visit. it was a really cool, cool school. It's not a huge place, but um, it's up in the UP in Michigan. It was a beautiful campus. And, um, Steve Shields was the goalie coach at the time. So I was, I was really excited to get the chance to work with him. I thought that was, um, going to be awesome. And it really helped. He really helped, uh, kind of establish, uh, my game and, and helped me kind of simpl- simplify it a little bit. And so I think, uh, being able to work with him was huge. And that was one of the big reasons why I chose Michigan Tech was, was because they had a great goalie coach. So, and then obviously, I mean, they, the school a, it's a good engineering school and, and I was interested in engineering degree. So, um, yeah, it was it was early in the season in the USHL that I committed there.
0: Yeah, so we have like a lot of uh, middle school, high school guys that watch this. What was, what was would be your like best
1: piece of advice for a guy who, like once played hockey and play college? Um, I think resiliency is huge. I think, you know, there's there's all sorts of setbacks that that guys go through, and um, and I think being able to just have your eye on the bigger picture. You know, it's, it's easy to say, you know, you get cut or you're not, you know, you're not on the first line or you're not the starting goalie or, or what have you, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a longer game. If you're putting in the work every day, then you'll eventually get to where you want to go, but you have to be focused on where you want to go and you have to put in the work. You can't expect anything to be given to you. So for me, looking back, I think, and seeing other guys who I've played with and, and everything, I think the ones who, who are the most resilient are the ones who end up maybe we didn't have the most success and they're younger, but they end up where they want to go because they push through the adversity.
0: Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask one question about your college experience. So at Michigan tech, what would, what was your
1: favorite experience there? Um, I think the GLI, which is a tournament around Christmas time, my first year, we won that year and it was in Detroit. That was a lot of fun. We, um, we had a, we had a fun team and, and obviously getting to win a tournament like that's, uh, we were playing in the Joe Louis arena. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then the following year, the July was hosted outside, which is another fun time. We got to play, um, at Comerica park where the Tigers play. And that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say those were probably the two funnest, uh, hockey experiences there. Yeah. Uh, I want to get kind of like a few questions that are related to
0: hockey, but more kind of fun. So like, you're like known for like your very cool, like goalie mass. So how much of that do you get to design and like, what all goes into like your final
1: product? Um, I was working with Dave art for my first seven years and he kind of, he has his own style and he's obviously really good. He does almost every NHL goalie. And so he kind of has his own style. He's, I kind of let him just take the reins and do what he does because, um, Like I would have input and he has has like his own style. So it's hard to, um, when an artist has their style, it's hard to, I don't know, change it. Yeah. So um, I worked with him. He had some, he he does a good job. And then this year I I went to a guy who I had worked with my first year of juniors out of Texas, uh, Bob Howell. He's done a good job. Uh, And so I I reached out to him and and he, I wanted a more simple mask this year where it's just kind of, because I find the, the ones who have that have a lot of art they're hard to see from far away what, what exactly is going on so i just wanted kind of straight lines uh, that would match my pads and so i reached out to him and um and he ended up yeah he he put together a couple of cool masks for me one one for the bears and one for the caps and they came out really well and um it was just what i was looking for kind of simple that you could see from far away what's going on and that uh would match my pads well. also <clears throat> so yeah he did a good job that was that was uh, Robert Howell, and I always put the candy canes on the chin because I'm from North Pole, Alaska, so it's just kind of a little homage there. Some guys like to do, like, their number or nickname or whatever, but I always, like, the number always changes in pro there, and then all of a sudden it'll be changed if you're called up or whatever. So um, I never wanted to do the number, and then the nickname, I, I I I I always thought, like, just a homage to my hometown would be a good good thing there.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That kind of led into my next question. So you talked about being born in North Pole, Alaska, you you moved to Ohio, and then back to Alaska, like you're the first person I've ever talked to from Alaska. So like, what is life like in
1: Alaska for you when you were growing up? Yeah, so to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, I, I when I was one years old, I was I was born in Fairbanks, Alaska, we lived in North Pole. And then when I was one, we moved to um, outside of Columbus, Ohio. And so I started playing hockey in Columbus. And then when I was seven, we moved back up to North Pole, and and so uh, then I was I was there until I left to to play hockey. And so um, it's uh, it it's it's a different place to, to grow up because the, I mean for one North Pole is, is a small town, but um, you're the t- as far as hockey goes, there's not a lot of teams to play against. I Think there was three or four teams when I was growing up, so you're playing against the same teams constantly, and then occasionally we go out to either california or i think maybe we went to chicago a couple times we went to bc so every now and then we'd go to tournaments and uh and that was good but um it, it was it was uh and i didn't really know it was different until i went to go play my last year of u18s yeah. i went and played in california and we, there were so many different teams we were playing against it was like i didn't realize that was that was how it went yeah. i thought that, you know we, i was played against three other teams and so um it, it was just it was different in that way not, not as many players as if you're in a, a bigger city or closer to bigger cities so um and then uh we obviously are fortunate enough to be able to skate outside quite a bit up there and that was I still love whenever I get a chance I always want to skate outside because it's um, I always enjoy that you can skate on a, a pond or a river or or lake or whatever but um yeah I, I think uh I've I actually played with some pretty good Good players in Alaska. Growing up, some of them went and played uh, juniors and a couple college. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little different.
0: Yeah. Is there a place that sticks out as your favorite place to play hockey
1: that I've played? That, that I've played like lived in, or that that, that you played to? in, like you traveled to? Um. There's some cool places. Austin, Texas, is a is a cool city that that I've enjoyed. I've gone there a few times. Um. Tampa is a cool place. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, is a a cool place to play. Uh, and then, like the places that I've played, I think Hershey's a great spot. Just, yeah. just the atmosphere and and the, the towns, the towns a very well kept town, and it's it's a I, I enjoyed I enjoyed there a lot. Um, Chicago was was a fun place as well. I there's there's I think I always try and look at the positives no matter where I'm at, so yeah. it's hard to like pick a favorite. But I think. I think all around, I think Austin, Tampa, and Charlotte are, are some pretty cool places.
0: Yeah, no, I always think it's. I always like to ask that one because you've been, you know, all over the country. Um, last, yeah, yeah. So the last question, we always finish off with this. this one's a hard one. So when your career is over down the line, how do you want to be remembered?
1: That's a good question. Um, uh, I I want to be remembered as as a guy who is always. I want to always be trying to do the right things i always want effort out on the ice i want to uh, uh lead by example um and i want to be a good teammate i want to be someone that guys can rely on that um steady yeah i think i think those are those are the things i want to be remembered for yeah
0: well uh, phoenix i really appreciate you coming on man i wish you the best of luck and i'll be
1: sure to watch next year and all the seasons come Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Good luck with the tennis. Thank you.